I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate, Neil? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. And what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Conspiracies, Fears, and Mysteries Podcast. And I'm your host, Ralphie. And today, we're going to discuss mass murderers. Mass murderers. Actually, there's always a list of murderers. Oh, they've got the most and the most gruesome and all that stuff. And the list keeps changing because just when we think we know everyone, we don't. Uh, this is a list. I, it, the title of this list is actually the ten most depraved serial killers of all time, um, and it's depraved. But for some reason, they have their murder count on here. I believe. Yep, they have their murder count here, and uh, it's pretty bad <laughs> for one person to do all this by themselves. Pretty bad. I'm not talking about like the Hitlers of the world or or the Mussolinis or whatever. Where they got an army behind them and they send people out. I'm talking about for one person. I think mostly all men. I think they're all men. You know. Um, to go out and actually do this. Is incredible. You know. This is something you just see in horror movies. Or something that you know. You'll see in fiction or something like that. Or in Game of Thrones or something. You know what I mean. <laughs> for one person. Just something you read about. Which we're reading about or listening to. And or listening to right now. So without further ado, let's go on. Let's go and read about these 10 most depraved serial killers of all time. We'll go with number one. Let's start with number one. Luis Garavito. Now, I've heard about this one. I did hear about this one. I believe this is the one that is possibly the one from Ecuador. No, this is from Colombia. It says Colombia right here, big as hell. So this, uh, this guy's from Colombia. This was in the 1990s. Number of victims, 138 confirmed. Possibly more than 300. Let's hear a little bit about this guy. Known, known as La Bestia, the Beast. Garavito is the world's most extensive killer, having murdered upwards of as many as 300 victims, taking advantage of the decades of civil war in Colombia. Garavito would target orphan poor or homeless boys. He preyed mostly on street children, not older than 16, over a period of five years. His method was to lure boys with gifts or pocket or pocket change, taking them on long walks until they were very tired. After that, he would torture, rape, and ultimately murder and dismember them. Police didn't take notice until 1997 when mass graves containing bodies of the victims were uncovered. After investigating into the matter, the bodies of two young boys were found in Genova, Genova, Colombia, with an address that would lead back to Garavito's girlfriend. Garavito's girlfriend explained that she didn't see that she hadn't seen him in days, but provided the police with evidence that would make him a primary suspect. After being spotted attempting to attack another victim, Garavito was tracked down and apprehended in 1999. Although he was convicted, Garavito would potentially be eligible for early release based on good behavior. News that most Colombians didn't take lightly. What the hell? 
when you have a body count of one, th- when you have, look, if you have a body count of more than one, okay, and it was, and it was a, a really gruesome murder. I'm not talking about somebody attacked you and you killed them. Somebody came in or, or drug dealer, whatever that came and this guy owed the money or just something gruesome like this, where this guy would actually premeditate the hell out of these murders. What the hell is good behavior? This guy is intelligent enough to become a super predator, right? And when I say super predators, I mean he's got a method to his madness, a method to his killing. That's what a super predator to me is. He, he, he's got a method that works. It's obviously worked. It worked at least 138 times, possibly 300. And you're going to let him off on good behavior, man. So I swear to God, man, the justice system all over the world. Is bad. Number two, Pedro Lopez, another Hispanic. What's going on, man? Is this a Hispanic content, uh, countdown or something? This was in Col- uh, Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru. For those of you who don't understand my accent, Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru. From 1969 to 1980, number of victims, 110, though he confessed to 420. Sometimes these guys like to up their numbers because this is what gets them off. You know, they they have the, the, the notoriety, they got the popularity, even though it's something bad to them. You know, in their sick minds, this is something good. Lopez likely had more victims than Garavito, though it may never be known. Born in Colombia, he was one he was the son of a politician and a prostitute. Wow. Evil in both ends. And showed signs of sexual deviancy by the age of eight. Lopez would go on to become known as the monster of the Andes. After admitting to the rape and murder of over 300 girls in Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru. And possibly other nearby countries. During his spree, Lopez was briefly captured by a native tribe who were prepared to execute him for his crimes. However, an American Christian missionary somehow managed to convince the tribe to hand Lopez over to Peruvian police. Instead of prosecuting him for his crimes, the police deported him back to Colombia where he continued to murder. You see how that goes? You see you, can't, you 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 see how that goes? This guy went to another country, right? Started murdering him. Deported him. They deported his ass back to Colombia where his country was like, "Ah, you're good, man. Go free. You didn't do it here." <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Jesus Christ. Oh, um I'm 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 gonna leave that issue right there. But look, he was arrested in 1980 when he failed to lure a market trader's daughter away from her family and admitted to his crimes. Police doubted Lopez's confession, considering the large number. Doubted? Did they say he doubted? They doubted Lopez's confession, considering the large number of women he claimed to have killed. However, Lopez proved them wrong when he took them to a mass grave containing over 50 bodies. His story was widely covered in the North American press due to the sheer number of victims he had. Of his Ecuadorian victims, he said, I like the girls in Ecuador. They're more gentle and trusting, more innocent. Lopez was declared insane and admitted to a psychiatric hospital, from which he was released in 1998. Today, his whereabouts remain unknown. How the actual fuck is this guy... What the fuck is wrong? Look, there are times... A lot of times where I would say, man, I can't believe these people killed these people. I can't believe the justice system killed this guy. I can't believe. But there are times where you just have to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? 
Why is this guy free? You, you, that last sentence just gave me chills. Today, his whereabouts remain unknown. This guy could be the old man next to me who says, Hola, mijo, como estas? I don't know where he's from. I know he's from South America. The old man right next, right next door to me. He could be, that could be him. Can you believe this? I mean, they have the same hair and everything. That's crazy. And it's funny, I'm so cold to that old man. Like, I say hello, but not really like a good neighbor. I'm just like, hey, what's up? And I, you know what? Now I'm going to continue to do that. How this stupid ass just, I swear, man. I swear. Number three, Daniel Camargo Barbosa. All right, another his. What is going, what, what, what page is this? Where? Colombia and Ecuador. Okay, my wife wants me to go to Ecuador. My wife is from Ecuador. And this isn't looking good for our trip. 1974 to 1986. Number of victims, 72 confirmed. Camargo's troubles began with a sadistic stepmother who sometimes dressed him in girls' clothes as punishment. His wounded childhood would set the stage for a life of crime. His victims of choice were young, lower-class girls and women. In the beginning of his crime spree, Camargo had a partner in crime, a woman named Esperanza. Esperanza would lure young girls to an apartment, drug them, and let Camargo rape them without killing them. However, after their fifth victim reported the attack, the duo was sent to prison in 1964. After being released eight years late, eight years, I seen guys in prison for weed for more than that. Camargo made his first kill. He kidnapped a nine-year-old girl, raped her, and then killed her to prevent her from reporting the attack. After being arrested in 1974, Camargo was sent to prison for his crime alone. Although it was believed he killed more than 80 girls, in 1984, Camargo escaped from prison and was presumed dead. However, the, misin the misinformation would allow him to continue to attack. He often pretended to be a foreigner in search of a Protestant church at which he needed to deliver a large amount of money. He'd show his female victim the money, suggesting he'd give her some of it if she'd help lead the way to the church. Camargo would take would then take the girl into the woods, claiming he was searching for a shortcut and rape and strangle her. Camargo was arrested in 1986 and convicted in 1989. In 1994, he was murdered in prison by a fellow inmate. There you go. Justice. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, say, oh, it's good, it's, you know, like kind of glorifying that. But still, he's done. He's finished. We don't got to worry about him. Meanwhile, this guy here could be my neighbor. What the hell? So, oh, man, Brazilian dude. There's no picture of this one, but Pedro Rodriguez Filho, Brazil, 1967 to 2003. Jesus, I didn't think that in the 2000s people were still doing like these kind of things. I thought the murders had like were different, like you know, with the going into like schools and churches, you know, and things like that. That's crazy. Number of victims: seventy-one confirmed, more than one hundred suspected. Filho was born in the wounded skull with a wounded skull because his father beat his mother so violently while she was pregnant. Born in the state of Minas Gerais, Filho committed his first murder when he killed the vice mayor of Alfenas. The man fired Rodriguez's father from his position as a school guard for allegedly stealing food. Wow. In response, Rodriguez shot and killed him in front of City Hall. Shortly afterwards, Rodriguez killed the school guard, who he believed was responsible for the theft. After escaping to Brazil, Rodriguez killed a drug dealer and committed robberies in Sao Paulo. 
After his first love was killed by gang members, Rodriguez's rage would cause him to track down and murder the people who were involved with her, with her death. Okay, check this out. Had this been the only thing he did where he tracked down the people who killed his uh, first love? And, he, you know, I mean, he John Wicked it, you know what I mean? But when you add all the other stuff he did, nah, it's not cool. Rodriguez would go into the next target, his abusive father. Rodriguez learned that his father had been in prison for killing his mother with a machete. In retaliation, Fido would go in to kill his own father and eat piece of his heart. Jesus. His victims did not fit any particular profile. He often killed for revenge and pleasure. It seems like he only killed for revenge. I don't know. Taking the lives of 47 prisoners during his various stints in jail. He was released from prison in 2007, only to be arrested again in 2011 on accusations of rioting. How do... See... The prisons are so overpopulated and in South America. And I know how it is, okay? I'm from Latin America. Um, it's the same in the islands that sometimes we just let out the wrong ones. Like, there's no, like, we have a, you know, our prison system is messed up, whatever you want, you want to say, you know, you know, there's a lot of people in there that shouldn't be in there, but at the same time, we have more of an order. A little bit, a little bit more of an order. I don't want to. I don't want to put him up on a pedestal too much, but to release, look, two thousand seven. He was released in two thousand seven, right? Um, when was he arrested again? I don't know when he was arrested again, but he was released in two thousand and seven. But it's just, it seems like it's too short for him to have the energy to riot in two thousand eleven. That means he didn't spend enough time in prison. For, for him to have that energy to riot, you know, if you if you, you know, if he's an old man, he's not gonna be trying to riot. Jesus. Kampa Timar Shankaria, India, 1977-1978. I sorry if I massacred that name. Number of victims seventy. Shankaria's one mo one motive. Shankaria's one motive was pure pleasure, which he gained from killing seventy people with a hammer alone. In particular, he preferred to strike his victims near the Eustachian tube, a tender area near the cheek where the nasopharynx links to the middle ear. Oh, wow. He was only 26 old when he, when he committed his first, when he was finally captured for his crime. Sorry. He was executed by hanging in 1979. India, you know how to do it. His last words were, I have murdered in vain. Nobody becomes like, nobody become like me. Wow. Okay. Shang Xinghai, where China, 1999 to 2003. What the fuck? 67 people. Xinghai was known as the monster killer, and for good reason. His plan of attack was to enter his victims' homes during the night and kill everyone inside with axes, shovels, and meat cleavers. His reason? Revenge on society because his girlfriend broke up with him. Girls, make sure you break. Make sure you get with a guy that isn't, like, killing people. Yang was captured in 2003 after authorities observed him acting suspiciously. When the authorities learned he was a wanted criminal in, in other nearby areas, he was arrested. Yang confessed to 67 murders and 23 rapes and was given the name Monster Killer by the media. He is quoted as saying, I don't care whether they deserve to live or not. It's not of my concern. I have no desire to be part of society. He was sentenced to death by firing squad in 2004. That's him. China, you know how to do it. China, you know how to do it. It seems like the other side of the world knows how to take care of their criminals as far as 
take care of a problem. It seems like this side of the world, which is newer as far as being developed, is still trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Uh, Abdul Jabbar. Wow. I'm sorry. Abul Jabbar. Afghanistan. Oh, no. Not Afghanistan. 1970 and earlier. I'd say that because I've been to Afghanistan so many times. 1970 and earlier. Number of victims, 65 confirmed. More than 300 suspected. I thought Afghanistan had enough problems like without having a serial killer. Little is known about the details of Jabbar's murder. Murders. Which is what, what is reported, however, is that he preferred to kill boys after raping them. His ability to evade capture kept people in fear, and two innocent men were executed for his crimes. Wow. Jabbar was arrested by police when he was attempting to kill another victim. After he was apprehended, he was sentenced to death and hanged in 1970. See, the other side of the world takes care of their problems real fast. Granted, they did kill two innocent men because they don't have a justice system that is like, okay, let's have you know due process, let's figure this out, let's get a lawyer, blah blah blah. But at the same time, it's like sometimes you gotta like unbalance, unbalance the shit out. You know what I mean? Wow. There's no picture of a boo, by the way. This is not him. This is Andre Chikatilo. Russia, Ukraine, and Uzbekistan, 1989 to 1996. It's really eerie to me whenever these happens when the, the years that I was born. I mean, that I was alive. Number of victims, 53 and possibly more. Chikatilo was known by many names. Butcher Rostov, the Red Ripper, and the Rostov Ripper. His crimes of sexual assault and murder of women spanned three former Soviet republics. Born to a poor family, Chikatilo would go on to become a model student and stoned communist. But was troubled by unexplained sexual dysfunction. It wasn't until he became a teacher and his dark spree began. His first murder occurred in 1978 when he killed nine-year-old Yelena Yugatsnova. Ooh, Chikatilo would remain out of the police eye for several years to continue his crime spree, taking advantage of the tumult in Soviet Russia society during the 1980s. He was able to lure poor and unsuspecting victims into his clutches. He was arrested in 1984 after a police officer saw him molesting a girl in a train station. Chikatilo did have one of his murder weapons on him, at the time of the arrest, but the police did not correctly match his blood type to the DNA found in the crime scene. He was released after three months and went on to continue his killing spree. You, okay, I take that back of the other side. Chikatila was finally arrested in 1990 after police suspected him of being a culprit. You're talking about 1984 to 1990. That's a, that's a lot of time. Oh, the police, where did I leave off? He would later confess to 53 murders, saying the hearings of girls' cries would drive him into a state of sexual frenzy. He was executed in 1994. Okay, well, at least he was executed. Anatoly, this is a creepy picture, if you're, if you're watching this on uh, Instagram. Anatoly Onoprienko, Ukraine. Number where Ukraine number uh, when 1989 1996 number of victims 52. These guys murdered were doing these in this at the same time, both in the Ukraine. Are you oh my god? Onobrenko's mother died when he was four. His father would later turn him into an orphan, uh, turn him over to an orphanage while keeping his older brothers under under his care. A sad reality that haunted on a prank for the rest of his life. 
His pattern of killing was to find an isolated home, close a loud ruckus outside before killing the entire household, starting with the husband, then the wife, and finally the children. He would then burn the house down. If there were any witnesses at all, they too would be killed. I un- I don't understand. I'm not saying, it- okay, I you know I'm not giving him a pass, but I understand if you look at the if you look at the the way his method and what he did, it was it looks like he was in his mind retaliating for what happened to him. You, his father would later turn him over to an orphanage while keeping his older brothers under his care. That bothered him a lot. His mother died when he was four, and his father turned him over to an orphanage, but didn't turn over his brother. So he was like, okay, family doesn't mean anything to him. So it shouldn't mean, you know, so he was retaliating, like, this is how I retaliate for what happened to me. In 1986, 26-year-old Yuri Mazola would die for Honor Pranko's crimes at the hands of Ukraine police. Innocent person died. The police were trying to force a confession, but since Mazola was innocent, he refused to claim ownership of the crime. 17 days later, Onoprenko was arrested after one of Onoprenko's relatives discovered the killer's murder weapons and reported the matter to police. Onoprenko was found guilty but escaped capital punishment, as Ukraine had recently abolished it. He died in prison in 2013 at the age of 54. This shouldn't be, man. It really shouldn't. It, I... It, they shouldn't die of old age. This one is probably the most popular one that everybody who's into murder mysteries or past crimes or whatever that read these, you know, books or whatever, uh, listen to these podcasts would probably know. And that's number ten, Gary Ridgeway, the Green River Killer. There's movies about him. There's a movie called Green River, I believe. I think it's called Green River. Uh, this is in the United States, 1982 to 2000. Jesus. Number of victims, 49. Just a couple years later, we'd have iPhone. 49, but possibly more than 90. He was known as the Green River Killer, and he haunted the Pacific Northwest for over 20 years. Ridgeway's prime targets were sex workers and female runaways from the Seattle area, whom he typically strangled by hand before burying their bodies along the Green River or nearby forest. Most of the time, he returned to his victims' bodies to have sex with them. He'd return to the bodies to have sex with them. Ridgeway's first victim was believed to be a 16-year-old girl who went missing from a foster home in 1982. For the next two years, he went to kill over 40 women, many of them being sex workers and runaways. The police made several attempts at trying to pin him down at the cul- as the culprit, but they didn't have enough evidence to link Ridgeway to the murder scene. Murder scenes. It wasn't until 2001 that DNA profiling finally connected Ridgeway to the murders of four women. A subsequent investigation revealed more victims. Ridgeway was convicted of the murders of 49 women, though he confessed to killing more than twice that amount. Today, he's in prison at a high-security federal prison in Colorado. Why is he still alive? People, why are they still alive? Why is he still alive? Oh, my God. Um. Wow. I mean, the uh, comments on this. I don't understand why some of these guys, like, they're they're uh, you know, their uh, punishments don't fit their crime at all. The punishment doesn't fit the crime. Well, he did some did eight years and got out. Some were protesting later and then got arrested. Some died in prison. 
doesn't make any sense, man. If you get if you get convicted of this, if if you get caught doing this, if this is your thing, you know what I mean. If 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 you got caught, and and there's evidence you did it. I mean, you confess. There's evidence. There's all this and that. Then you need to go. Bye. You know what I mean. No need to keep you around. At all. You know what I'm saying? You you shouldn't be around. You should just. This is crazy, man. This is crazy. Anyway, guys, that's all I got for this episode, man. If you want to hear more creepy, scary, or whatever, or conspiracies. I know I haven't really done. It's called conspiracies, fears, and mysteries, but I've done more mysteries and fears and any than conspiracies i'm gonna i'm gonna i was gonna do anunnaki today but you're not ready for that i gotta get that i gotta get good articles and read you know i know a lot about them but i'm gonna get articles that so i can um elaborate on a lot of stuff that's on there right so as always don't forget to like subscribe follow me on social media man and i will see you on the next smoke